Hello, and welcome to the Living Box Free Podcast. I'm Becky Ford. And I'm Ashley Insights. We've got a few questions for you. Are you tired? Mm, I am. You are. I know you are. <laughs> are you feeling cranky? Do you ever feel cranky? Yes. Yes. If my child could answer these questions, he would also say yes. Uh, he feels cranky, uh, especially when he's for the same teething, reasons, though. And not the same reasons. True. Are you having trouble hyping yourself up to get things done? If you answered yes to any of these, you might need to learn how to rest, how to take a break, how to renew yourself. And when we say rest and taking a break, there's a lot more that goes into that than just sleep. Yeah. So we're going to talk about what does it look like to take a break, to renew yourself, find rest. We're going to dive into that first our question we answer every week. Mm-hmm. What's on the rise for you this week, Ash? Brought to you by On the Rise Group. Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, on the rise for me this week is Easter chaos. I work at church and Christmas and Easter are the two busiest times of year. And it's just most of my things for Easter are due this week. Um, and we're recording this on Friday. So the week before Easter. And uh, yeah, it's just... So it's a lot. I have cranked out so much content mm-hmm. in the last 48 hours. Like I think I've made eight or nine videos. I've made wow. graph different graphics for different events and different like parts of the Easter morning process. And I just, I'm starting to like see font choices in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun. I enjoy that stuff, but it's a, it's a lot to get done mm-hmm. in one week. And I'm every time something like this happens, I'm like, why didn't I plan ahead better? But it just wasn't possible. Like mm-hmm. it just, I didn't know what we needed until we're here. Here we are. Yes. So Easter chaos. Coming from someone who enjoys going to church on Easter. <laughs> thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Because I'm sure you don't get to hear that often. And all those little details. It's true. Us common folk <laughs> don't always notice, but it's just, you guys make it seamless yeah. and um, a great time to celebrate well, so thanks. thank you. Yeah. You're yes. very welcome. What's on the rise for you this week? I will stick with the Easter theme. Okay. I'm so excited because my parents and my little brother are flying. Well, my little brother's flying. My parents are driving. Yeah. They're all coming here. We'll host them for Easter weekend. That's awesome. Yeah. My little brother, last time he saw our child, mm-hmm. he could not, I don't think he could crawl. Oh, wow. So it's been a long time. Really? It's been that long? Yeah. Because I remember Goodness. us doing tummy time when Ronnie oh, was here last, yeah, my okay. brother. So it's just, you know, I'm just super excited to share. Easter's always been a holiday. My family growing up is yeah. a big deal. Okay. And Easter brunch was a big deal. Yep. But then super excited for my family to see Sawyer since they don't get to do that much. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's the opposite. I'm yeah. like, woo, I get to relax and go to church. And you're like, work, 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 work. <laughs> That's so funny. It was Easter was not really a thing in my family at all, yeah. which I, I, I kind of loved that because it was a holiday that we didn't have, you know, big plans for or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah. We always did a big it. Easter brunch, church. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's norm- more normal hunt. than not doing something. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Cool. I remember hunting for eggs and my parents being like, watch out for the goose poop. Don't pick up the goose poop. Pick up the <laughs> eggs. Because we had all these like ducks and geese. Yeah. <laughs> and we would always do the Easter egg hunt by the pond. Did they look similar? <laughs> you know, you just, you grab. <laughs> If you're a competitive child, you grab for whatever's in the grass. You grab. <laughs> and 
And whatever whatever you find, it's a rich. It's okay. riches. Whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. You found it first. I win. Yes. Okay. You can see a few of my character <laughs> character pieces of my childhood there. Let's talk about rest. Let's do it. All right. So just to give you an outline of where we're headed, we're going to talk about what is rest. Then we'll talk about why is it difficult to rest well. I think especially... Um, for Western cultures, it's very difficult for us to rest well. And then we're going to go through some tips for resting well before we wrap up. So pretty, pretty straightforward episode, I would say. I'm yeah, excited for it. This will be very helpful for many of us. Yeah. And myself included. This is something that we talk about in our um, wellness circles. This is something that we've we've covered before and look forward to covering again. I think it was a cool, it was a, it was a fun conversation talking mm-hmm. about rest. One of the takeaways I know a few people mentioned to me was when they think of rest, they only think of sleep. Yeah. And that is one of the things that probably opened up many people's eyes, myself included. Like there are many different types of rest that we need to be aware of and intentional about taking that, those different types of rest. Okay. So let's talk about it. What is rest? Uh, The actual definition is to cease work or movement in order to relax, refresh oneself, or recover strength. Becky doesn't believe in rest days. I just thought of that. <laughs> okay. I believe in rest. The whole recover strength uh-huh. thing. Active recovery. Yes. Active rest. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a lot of this content, um, at least some of the concepts, we took from a TED Talk on rest by Sandra Dalton-Smith. And I'll make sure to link to it in the podcast notes. It's a great, it's I think nine minutes long. It's a great little talk. Mm -hmm. But the thing that she says right at the beginning is that rest is the most underused, chemical-free, safe, and effective alternative therapy available to us. And I think I've watched the TED Talk three times now. And I was like, every time, like, oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Talk about a value statement right there. Yeah. Yeah. The value in rest. Yeah. It's awesome. So yeah, I'll link that in the show notes. Um, but her main point is that all activity takes energy, and but it takes different kinds of energy. So one kind of conversation with a friend might be like you might laugh a lot and it's a very stimulating and it's fun, but it still takes that uh, sensory energy. Whereas another conversation with you know, a conflict resolution conversation might take emotional energy. So we'll talk about the, the different types of rest that you need in a second. But uh, most of us, I learned that I think it's over 50, over 50%. So most of us uh, claim that our work is the cause of our stress, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Is that true? I don't know. Yeah. So that's what we claim. That's what we say. Mm. And, but, it, you know, it's difficult. I think... I feel like if work was better, then I could better handle the rest of life. So I don't know if it's necessarily that work is causing the stress as mm-hmm. I feel like it's adding on to this the yeah. regular life stress. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I would be in that camp or not. Yeah. It depends. I don't know if you count what all counts as work. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a different conversation. Yeah, that's a whole nother bucket. But I, I mean, honestly, 50%, if that's what most that's only half the population. I actually would have thought it'd be more. Yeah. But to your point, maybe it's just adding to stress, not the core root of where it comes yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah. So there are different types of rest and we'll talk through her seven, um, Sandra Dalton Smith's seven types of rest. But I think 
Well, as I was thinking about rest and how I go about it, a very obvious difference came up to me of came to me as I, a snowboarding trip that I took recently with my roommate and my friend Allie, and then versus family vacations that I usually go on every year or every other year. They're both types of rest, but they're very different. So on family vacations, I am there to spend time with my family, especially my nieces and nephews, and it's fun. It's a good time, but I usually come back more tired than when I went. So I'm gaining emotional energy in some ways, but I'm also physically exhausted by the end of it. And so it just feels like it's great, Mm -hmm. but it's a specific type of rest. And then (laughs) when I went on this snowboarding trip, we basically, we stayed in this Airbnb in Michigan on a lake. It was great. We pretty much did nothing except snowboard, eat, and read. I mean, that was it. Mm -hmm. And it was delightful. I mean, we, I think we played one game and we talked some, but we mostly just hung out. And that was a, that's an entirely different type of rest. And so I think we need variety in our lives of what, what, we, what kind of rest we need, especially as we figure out what, what our main stresses are and what's draining our energy. So let's talk about the seven types of rest. Let's do it. And as Becky already said, sleep and rest are not the same thing. Mm. Not the same. Okay. So there is mental rest. Spiritual rest, emotional rest, social rest, sensory rest, creative rest, and physical rest. I know that's a long list, mm-hmm. difficult to remember as I'm saying it, but let's talk through a couple of those. So how, how do we know what type of rest we need or how do we deal, like focus on one type of rest? So we need to identify where we're using our energy and then rest according to that energy expenditure. So if we're talking about mental, you're using a lot of mental energy, maybe you need to plan regular breaks into your work day or any day and just every, you know, set an alarm for every two hours and just take a couple minute break and just say, it's okay, brain, you're done. You don't have to think right now. Uh, Or if you hear a lot of, like if you're a teacher in a classroom and you have so much sound and it's just constant sensory overload, then maybe you need a sensory break and you need to turn off the radio on the drive home or uh, not watch TV on the evenings. Or some um, one thing you can do is you can turn the captions on on the TV and then turn the volume off. I've been doing that more and more frequently because it's less sensory overload for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. You could be expending tons of creative energy and maybe you're making things like I have been at work lately and you need to decorate your office with things that inspire you or you need to take an art break and just make something fun that doesn't have to be productive. And I think the most important part, we'll kind of come back to this, but you need to be honest with yourself about what's tiring you out. Is that, how do you, how do you feel when I say that? Is that difficult for you? honest with myself with what's tiring me out. Yes. The difficult part for me is taking the break to Mm. reflect on what is tiring (laughs) me out. That's the difficult thing. Okay, that makes sense. So for me, I don't think it's being honest. It's taking the time to say, okay, where do I need to rest? Where am I tired? I look at these and and one that pops out to me is sensory. 
that looks so different for my husband compared to me yeah. because he is in a gym with loud music and right. tons of people all day long. When you were talking about your snowboarding trip and you said we had some conversation, I'm like, what? Some? How are you not like talking the whole time? And so I, what is probably more difficult for me is realizing that the person I'm married to, person I live with, I need to be respectful of what rest he needs. Yeah, that makes sense. Because he needs more sensory rest when he comes home. He needs me to not talk his ear off, yeah. which is really hard <laughs> for me. And he, he needs like it to be quiet. I am someone who working from home or now that I do go back into the office, yeah. it is so quiet. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, I need some music. <laughs> I need I need the creativity, fun stuff. Right. So I, for me, this was a rabbit trail to say, <laughs> no, it's not hard to be honest with what I need. Yeah. What's hard for me is being respectful of the person I live with yeah, that makes and sense. what they need because it is different than me oftentimes. Yeah. I have lived with roommates where we function entirely differently and it's difficult to remember even if you do understand and respect it it's difficult to remember what the other person needs yeah and so they can go as far as like just oh i totally forgot i wasn't supposed to turn on music mm -hmm. before 8, 8 a.m like i just i just forgot sorry yeah <laughs> and and what i know it's nerdy but having this list it helps me mm -hmm. to recognize those different types of rest and it gives you terms you can use with the person you live yeah. with, or maybe it's even people you work with mm -hmm. and say, Hey, I need a mental break. I'm going to block my calendar over the noon hour yeah. so that I can take a mental, mental break. So to me, this gives us terms or a label to have dialogue to better communicate what we need. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, let's talk about why is it difficult to rest well? And I think it's pretty simple. Actually, we are told <laughs> that our worth is attached to our productivity and it's incredibly difficult to separate those things. Even as in counseling, it's difficult for me to process what do I contribute to the world if I'm not doing something? And that's that's really challenging and it can be especially challenging if you grew up in certain you know cultures or certain families where what you do is the most highly valued thing about you. And it can be so difficult to turn that off. I was not told that as a child, like I wasn't verbally told that, but the way that my family functions, it's mostly about what do you get done mm -hmm. and how much can you get done and can you keep up? And if so, then you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> and that in my mind as a kid translated to, then I have value, then I am contributing to this family, then... It's, no one ever said that, mm -hmm. but that's just how my mind translated it. And it's been very difficult to break myself of that. Um, but sometimes I, <laughs> I, I practice doing things that I feel like I wouldn't have been allowed to do as a child. Like I'll watch a movie at 10 a.m. Like I'll just yeah. be like, I'm a rebel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it feels good. Yes. I've gotten past the point now where I feel uncomfortable doing it. Even as you're talking and talking about the what we do is where we culturally feel like we mm -hmm. derive value. One of the things I've really loved learning about in the coaching classes I'm taking is discovering your who hmm. and your essence of your who. Okay. And even just last night, so last night, speaking of rest days, yeah. we did an active rest day yes, from a physical did. standpoint. We did some <laughs> cardio and someone sent me a message afterwards and said, Thank you for just 
your presence and fun and being goofy. Mm -hmm. Like you make the gym a positive experience for me. And that meant so much because I didn't, to me, that was not me doing something productive. Mm -hmm. It was me having fun and being able to be who I am, Mm -hmm. goofy, silly, a crazy person who loves cardio. (laughs) And so it's, it's being able to also rest in the way where you can just you are offering value by being who you are. Yeah. And you can be more of who you are if you are renewed and rested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to, as you were as you were talking, that's one thing that popped out in my mind. To realizing that you bring value to the world just for who you are. Yeah, that's great. And you are more than what you do and you're a whole person and that's valuable. So I'm I'm don't want to communicate that getting things done is not valuable mm-hmm. or doesn't have its place especially for someone like you who is an achiever and you find joy and you find energy in getting things done. Like there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the point where you start to feel like you have to get things done and you value that over taking five minutes of rest to reflect on how is my day going Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, whatever you need to do to rest. If you start to value getting things done above that then you're kind of falling into that trap. And it's a pretty vicious cycle because yeah. you're just going to be burnt out. I also think of when when I struggle with this question of like, what, do, what, what value do I bring if I can't contribute in productivity? I start to think, okay, well, if I believe that about myself, what am I saying about other people? Because, I mean, I 100% believe that people with disabilities are wonderful and they contribute to the world just by what, like you said, being who they are. Mm -hmm. And I want them around. I don't care if they can do something for me or not. That's not the point. That's not the point of existence and being community. I want them around. So if I believe about myself that I only bring value if I'm getting something done or like contributing in some way, well, then what does that say about, you know, someone with Down syndrome or, I mean, that's, that wasn't a good example. Um, Someone in a wheelchair. Like what is that? What am I saying about them? And do I want to commu- be communicating that and believing that? No, I don't. So I need to reframe my belief about myself. Mm-hmm. So that's where I get stuck. <sighs> okay, so that was just that was just reason number one <laughs> why it's difficult to rest well. The others will be simpler. Um, I think we're told by the world that the world will end if we don't play our part. We are c- consistently communicated to that somehow everything will fall apart if we don't do what is expected of us. But I would say, I would like to challenge all of us that maybe what the world needs is the healthiest version of you, not what you can do on a bad day. (laughs) And trying to figure out, trying to become the healthiest version of you is what you can, how you can best contribute to the world. Preach. (laughs) So yep. that means that you have to wonder, you have to spend the, spend time wondering, and we'll come back to this, but what's the healthiest version of you look like? Did that, I'm curious, does the healthiest version of you take more breaks or is that in, your, in your vision or does the healthiest version of you just get stuff done? What's crazy is I, I feel like I'm more productive than ever mm. now and I take more breaks mm. than ever okay. now. Yeah. I would have never have imagined of taking a lunch break before the pandemic. Yeah. I sat at my desk and I worked through lunch 
every single day because that was my most productive time because I was in constant meetings. Now I have a much better grasp of my calendar. I almost always take a break over the lunch hour. And and what what I love, someone said it well, it was um, actually an organization that talks about optimal work. And they said, working in sprints is more productive than working in a marathon. Hmm. So it makes sense. It totally makes sense. And it goes back to like the mental side. Mm -hmm. So I work really hard and I know that my brain is super productive the first part of the morning. And if I can, I'm going to go work out over the noon hour, come back to work and I am, I'm rested and my brain is now working better again after Mm -hmm. moving. So I actually, I feel like I take more breaks I do try to also, sometimes I'll do work and walk my dog while I'm on a conference call. And that kind of feels like a break to me because I'm not sitting, but I'm still, I'm being able to be more creative as I move and talk to someone versus sitting. So all of that to say, I feel like I am more productive because I take more breaks and I work in powerful sprints versus a slow marathon of sitting for eight hours. And you're someone who loves getting things done. I love it. Yep. If you need breaks, we all need breaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even I I know, I think we've talked about this some, like I will go work out at 4 p.m. sometimes and I will have a 7 p.m. call with people in different time zones where it's like their morning time. And I don't feel exhausted because mm-hmm. I took a break and yeah. I went and I moved or I did spent time with my child. So all that to say, like I, you can still be very productive. And for me, it's, mastering your calendar and working in sprints and not one big chunk of your day and then yeah. oh work's done yep. it's just all one big life versus work life and personal life yeah for me yeah i had something else to say but i can't yeah. remember what it was so we're just going to move on oh i was just going to say that yesterday i worked from 10 to 4 and then i took 2 hours to go to the gym and then i worked again until midnight and even though I had, to, I did so many hours of work yesterday and got so much done, it was helpful to take that that break in the middle. So absolutely agree with you. That was what I was going to say. Yeah, I no, agree. That's, that's good. And it, to your point, I th- many of us think, I can't, I can't. You will probably be more productive yeah. and more creative and sharp. Yeah, I think I got more done that way. Yeah, if you take that break. Yeah. Okay, so that's reason number two. Reason number three that it is difficult to rest well is that it feels awful to not meet someone's expectations or it can feel awful. If you are very emotionally regulated, you've done a lot of work on yourself, maybe you don't feel awful and more power to you. I am impressed. (laughs) Keep living your life, being your best self. Way to go. For the rest of us who still struggle when we don't meet someone's expectations, we just have met expectations and so it's normal and when others so then when we don't meet expectations without an explanation it can be rough for people but remember other people's disappointment is not your responsibility however (laughs) you can communicate kindly and clearly about what's happening Mm -hmm. so some ways to say you know you need a break or I, to explain why you didn't meet, meet an expectation is um, you can say, I'm, I'm not my best self right now. I need a rest. Uh, you can say I'm burnt out and I'm not the kind of person I want to be. Um, and to explain, you know, why you're 
shifting your values or something or why you're not able to spend time on something, uh, or which is the next one. I'm not living according to my values, which are this, you know, if you're not spending enough time with your family and you're realizing that and you can just explain that to someone, uh, or you can just be real clear and outline. You can just say, this is what you can expect from me this week. It's always helpful to do that in advance, mm-hmm. but if you are already past the point of doing something in advance, just explain it in the pro- in process. Be like, well, this is what I have today, and I will do the best that I can with what I have today. Mm-hmm. Uh, or this is how I'm preparing so I can rest well this weekend. I have found with my work, um, it it is kind of stressful to prepare for like that snowboarding trip. I was gone yeah. for three days during the week and the beginning of the week is harder for me to be gone the, than the end of the week. And so I had to do a ton of work the week before to prepare everything that needed to happen while I was gone. But I communicated everything to my team and said, I need you to cover this. I need you to post this. I need, this is what I, I have this all set so that they don't feel like then when you're gone, you're not pulling your weight or you're, you know, like, oh gosh, you they're gone. high and dry. Right. Yeah. They understand what you did. Even if you can't fully prepare, they understand that you put some effort in to try to prepare. Um, yeah. So those are my suggestions for ways to communicate when you're not meeting someone's expectations. Anything to add there? That's great. It, it is like a horrible feeling in my stomach when yeah. that happens. Yeah. And it's important to talk about it. So you have you have some really good prompts there that you shared with us. Awesome. All right. Well, let's talk about tips for resting well. I've got four of them. We'll wow. see. Maybe Becky will add on. Who knows? So choose in advance what type of rest you will take. So I knew going into the snowboarding trip that I wanted to take both <laughs> sensory and emotional and mental, honestly, rest. So I turned off all my notifications. I prepared my the friends I was traveling with. I said, hey, I'm not really, this is not an activity trip for me. I want to snowboard and I want to read. That's it. And they were on board with that. And so... Uh, snowboard on board. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I couldn't help it. <laughs> So having prepared, I knew that it was going to happen. And if I had thought, not thought in advance about that, I might not have achieved that emotional, mental, physical, and sensory rest because we might have just done things without me thinking about it. We might have just decided, oh, you know, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would have come back and been like, oh, wow, I'm still tired. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> so plan in advance. Um, otherwise, you may have an unmet expectations. So yeah, you might come back and still be tired. Or others around you might have unmet expectations. I don't know. Have you ever vacationed with someone who had very different expectations of the vacation with you than you did? Like what it means to vacation? Hmm. It's okay if not. I have. I don't think so. I was thinking. I was thinking about Wadapalooza. I don't know if that'd count as a vacation. Oh, yeah, or a trip. Yeah. Yeah, it was a trip, and there were definitely different expectations. Yeah. Some people were like, "I want to go to the beach." Yeah. And other people were like, "I just want to watch CrossFit." Yeah. I just want to shop, and uh, some people wanted to sleep in. Others wanted to wake yep. up early. So that one was probably. I mean, for those who listened to that episode, it was like 16 people in yeah. one Airbnb. Yes, that's it a was lot. a lot. That's a lot. So there are definitely a lot of not parallel expectations yeah. there. Yes. 
So it's often better to get on the same page so that you, if you need to compromise, you can compromise Mm -hmm. or even just say, okay, if there are times when you want to go to the beach and I want to go watch CrossFit, that's fine. Yeah. We'll just go our separate ways. I think about eating out. People are like, oh, "Oh, I want to cook all of our meals here. And other people are like, I want to eat out all the time. It's vacation. Right. So little things like that too. Yeah. So try to communicate in advance what type of rest you're going for and what that might look like. And you can change your mind. That's okay. But just try to plan in advance. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Okay. That's number one. (laughs) Number two, unplug as much as possible. This one's pretty straightforward. Yeah. But, you know, don't be afraid to turn off your notifications. And if you can, prepare as much as you as you can in advance. You know, tell people I'm going away. I'm not going to be answering my phone. Um, or I'm just, you know, if you plan a regular lunch hour between 12 and 1, set some sort of notification up and people know that you're not at your computer. I mean, it can be as simple as five minutes of just putting your phone down and being like, oh, nope, I'm not looking at it. doesn't matter. If someone dies in the next five minutes, I'll yeah. call them back afterwards. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. If you can't prepare in advance, just remind yourself, will anything explode if I don't get this done? Probably the answer is no. Unless you literally save lives for a living and there's no one to replace you, which is unusual for a life-saving <laughs> career, <laughs> uh, then it's probably going to be fine if it doesn't get done. So mm-hmm. unplug as much as possible. Oh, you mentioned something that was very helpful. When you leave work, you communicated with your team members, like who will backfill me for yeah. these positions? And if you have an out of office for work, put it on. Mm-hmm. So people know that you are out of office between these dates. And you can either say, here's my backup person, email, call them. Or you can say, I will get back to you as soon as possible. Yeah. So those, that's one practice that I find works really well. Just We talk about communicating these things, like use the, your out of office. Yeah. And the other thing that I love is that the iPhone now will tell people when you have do not disturb on. Mm-hmm. So put do not disturb on. Yeah, and do the it. great thing is if someone can still text you and they are going to see your do not disturb is yeah. on, so they shouldn't expect you to reply. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that thing on <laughs> social media about uh, out of office replies? And it's like, out of office replies anywhere else in the world go like, you know, I'm out backpacking for the next three months and I'll get back to you when I can. And then out of office replies in the USA are like, I'm out of the office for the next two hours to have my append- appendix removed, oh. but I will have my cell phone. So feel free to call me at oh any time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, that is so true. <laughs> and even mine, I work with a lot of Europeans. Yeah. And they do like the summer, like June, July, we're like, ah, don't do any meetings. Yeah. Because a lot of them are out for weeks. Yeah. And what we'll do is like, I'll be out on Memorial Day. Like everyone in the US is out, but I'll yeah. still put my out of office on. Yep. And I'll put my cell phone number and say, if it's emergency, you yeah. can call me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so true. Oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> okay. So that's unplug as much as possible. Number three, it's okay to be where you are. So be realistic about what kind of rest you need. I I mean, going back to that, I said, be honest. Don't lie to yourself. If I think a lot of times this comes around the roles in our life. Um, I think sometimes we feel guilty. Like I I have friends that will say, you know, it sounds bad, but my kids are what tire me out. Well, no, it's, I mean, kids are exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even have any and they're exhausting. (laughs) 
it's fine to admit mm-hmm. that and then get the rest you need to be able to be present with your kids. Yes. So be realistic about what kind of rest you need. And if you plan one type of rest and then discover afterwards you're actually a zombie, it's all right. You know, just try again next time. You're You're learning. learning. You're learning what you need and what energy you're spending. So it's okay to be where you are. Number four, dream regularly about the healthiest version of you. So we talked about the healthiest version of Becky takes breaks. What does that person look like for you? What is... What is being healthy? What is being fully recharged look like? Uh, I know for me, it means I don't get frustrated at little things. When I'm fully, feeling fully recharged, I can let the little things roll away and it's fine. Um, and how does how does that person function, that healthiest version of you? And honestly, then you have to ask yourself, how much rest do I need to become that person? Or am I already that person? In which case, what are you doing to maintain that? And kudos to you. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, but it's not always feasible. I want to say that it's not always feasible to be the healthiest, most rested version of you. Some life stages, I mean, parenting of young kids, it's, it's not always possible. Um, There are other life stages that just mean it's not feasible. So how can you carve out time to be the closest you can to the healthiest version of you and just consistently work on that? So those are the four tips. One, choose in advance what type of rest you will take. Two, unplug as much as possible. Three, it's okay to be where you are. And four, dream regularly about the healthiest version of you. Anything to add, Becky? I love it. Okay. Yeah, I would just say if you are someone who is in a season of life that's very busy, plan that rest. Yeah. And just having it on the calendar and knowing in one month, I get to take a vacation. Yeah. That alone can help. When you don't have anything planned, it can bog you down and make you feel even more stuck in that cycle of just exhaustion. Mm-hmm. So plan something. And it's okay to ask others for help. Yeah. Whether it's a friend, Ash has watched our child give, it a, give us a date night before, yeah. uh, or family. Don't be afraid to ask others for help to make that time. Definitely. Because you can always be there for them when they need rest, help. Yeah. Love it. Well, that's rest. I really hope you guys get to dream about the healthiest version of you and spend some time figuring out what rest looks like and what kind of energy you need to gain back. So, because I want you to be the healthiest version of you, all of you, including myself and Becky. Yes. I want that. Asher, dog sleeping? No? You he's be quite like, entertained. No, he's very restful. It's fine. <laughs> he's t- yeah, he's taking this <laughs> he's to heart. taking his rest. <laughs> All right, friends. Thanks for joining us today, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.